What's up, everybody? It is Casey. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's try this again. What's up, everybody? It's Casey with Two Worlds Podcast. And with me, as always, it's the Amber Heard to my Johnny Depp. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? You poop on someone's bed one time. I mean, it happened at C2E2, though. <laughs> <laughs> and the cleaning people never came back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they quit that day. Yeah. Anyway, um, how are you? Oh, not too bad. I, I ate a very clearly a very dry protein bar before we got on. So that's what kind of got <laughs> stuck in my throat as I was talking. But otherwise, not too bad. I was filthy. And I still I you know, when like you get really dirty with like stuff that's hard to come off, like there's still like that layer on you. Because mm-hmm. like I have like, you know, grease on me and all this other crap. And so yeah, I'm like, I took a shower, but I can still feel it kind of <laughs> sitting there. So it's great. Is, uh, How about you, man? You are you guys good? planting right now or not yet? We're just, we're getting ready, but there's some people that have planted and it's like, <clears throat> I bet I know who <laughs> actually, actually they haven't yet. Uh, this is, I don't know if you know the uh, neighbor, you know, big, big, big farmers. They have about, I think, I mean, like in the ten thousands of acres. Wow. So I mean, like they're all over. So it's like I get why they do stuff early, but still, I mean, I don't know how just have... huge tracts of land, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. You know, since you did that opener, I gotta ask: Are you Team Amber or Team Johnny? <laughs> I mean, okay. If I'm being honest, it's like they both seem terrible. Johnny seems the less terrible of the two, hands down. But it's like at the same time, they it's like I think even their therapist said like they're both very bad. Like not meaning to say bad people, but they're both very like destruct self-destructive, like, you know, people that need a lot of help. And it's like, yeah, that's seems seems to be the case. I mean, how can you not when you're one of the most famous people in the whole world? Yeah. What about you, man? Are you just Team Amber Heard? Because you still think she's so pretty. (laughs) Okay, I was... I wouldn't say I was ever Team Amber in any part of this, (laughs) but... (laughs) Uh... I, I don't know. I You know, it's all over the place. Twitter and TikTok and everywhere. So it's crazy to see her lawyers try to get stuff on Johnny when it you know, when it's just mm-hmm. so ridiculous. But at the end of the day, I don't really care one way or the other. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, this is their personal business, honestly. It's none of ours. Yeah. But whatever. All right. Let's hop into the news. I've got two comic-related news and one movie news. So I'll do the movie one first. We have an official movie title for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. It will be called D&D Honor Among Thieves. And that's actually coming out March 4th of next year, which is either I forgot when this went into production or it just happened a lot quicker than uh, I was expecting. But uh, anyway, the cast, some of the cast is Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez and Hugh Grant. So a couple big names there. Yeah. I hope I hope Hugh Grant is just a big old wizard. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you saw this movie, but did you see Cloud Atlas? 
<laughs> not after you saw Cloud Atlas. Okay. Well, he's he's in that movie, and because he plays like thirty different characters, because everyone does, <laughs> and like, but at the same time, like, there's times where it's like he plays like this weird, like almost goblin like fella, and like you can't even tell it's him. So I mean, he could. Is be that a big with all the face paint and stuff? Yeah. Okay. And he might not be a goblin. There might be like a cloud atlas head listening. That's like he wasn't a goblin. He was actually blah blah blah. I'm like oh, it's whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, if you are listening, you're a cloud atlas head. Just uh, tell us to do a cloud atlas cast, and we'll be on it. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, I only knew him for the longest time as like the romantic comedy guy, and now I'm like. I actually, I, res- I respect his, his his ability, even though that movie I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Well, I hope it's good. I really, really want this movie to do well for D&D. Do you think it'll be better than that D&D movie that came out like late 90s, early 2000s? I mean, it's got to be because I bet there aren't 10 people that even remember that movie. Did you, you see know? it or was it because I know my family rented it and we watched it. But did you ever see it? see i feel like my uncle who is who got me into D. I feel like i did when when we were kids with him but yeah. i don't know if that's true yeah it's one of those movies as a kid i watched it and i was like this is pretty sweet and then i watched it again on sci-fi i'm like this is pretty not sweet <laughs> <laughs> i mean clearly i don't remember it was it was it just a bad plot or the cg or what it's it, bad special effects and like this is pretty corny but there was one part because like um uh, he's it's jimmy olsen from uh lois and clark is the main character and he like sees this elf woman that he wants to you know marry or whatever and the dwarf that's with him is like, oh, this is like the only part that I really remember. He's like, oh, no, you don't want an elf woman. You want a dwarf woman that has a nice strong beard that you can pull yourself up with. <laughs> Gosh, well, it's got to be better than that, right? I mean, I hope they they hope hope they keep that dialogue at least. Yeah. <laughs> as a, is, as it, a is de- this one that you would see? Would you watch this movie? Eh, probably. I mean, if you see it and you go, dude, this is terrible. It was like that time I tried to be your, uh, yours, Levi and Mike's DM, and it just ended terribly for you know, and just made me cry a little bit. It's like that, and I'd be like, "Oof, I am seeing it." But fair enough. <laughs> no, man, but yeah, no, I'd probably check it out. I think it'd be a good time. I like as a as a DM though. Are you kind of like, man, I don't like this as much because it's not you know they're not going to be doing what I do. No, no, I think I, I'm ready to just kind of, I don't know, just, just be a, an audience member. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got but you. At least I, I don't have to prep for anything, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on, buddy. All right. So I'm going to, this is like, I had zero news really, but I just wanted to include this because I thought it'd be kind of, I think it's pretty neat. I'll get your opinion on this. Keith David wants to play better Ray Bill. Like he is begging for it. And I am honestly all about it. I never thought of him as a better Ray Bill, but yeah, I love Keith David. So I'm all about it. Yeah. Same here. Um, you know, Chronicles of Riddick, Saints Row. Like I, I like, he doesn't have a bad role really. So, no. uh, and you need someone of his caliber to, to do that voice, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. 
It'd be funny though if they're like, okay, but you're gonna be going through five hours of prosthetics every day. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> There's no way. Dude, I'm gonna send it to you because I've been on Reddit like actually here a little bit, and there was a Godzilla thing I saw where they took Godzilla, like the scene from Final Wars where it's Godzilla versus Gigan, and they put made Keith David Godzilla, and I don't know who the guy that's Gigan's voice. And it's just like, after seeing that, I'm like, man, they always talk about like a Godzilla only, like no human movie. And if they got Keith David to voice Godzilla, <laughs> I would a hundred percent be all on board for that. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. He, he can do it all. Yeah. Okay. So over to the comic side of news, uh, the predator title from Marvel after a year hiatus is finally coming out in July that will be written by Ed Brisson and art will be done by Kev Walker. There was all that legal trouble with predator there for a while. Um, but all that's been settled. And so it's finally coming out. And he's like chasing after the Avengers in that first one. I think like he's going to be, they, they said, and what I saw is he's decapitating Iron Man, the first issue. So they might. I don't be... know if you're joking or not. No, I'm. I'm being serious. I think it's going to be like an Elseworld type thing, like like uh, Archie and the Predator, where like he literally killed everybody except for I think, um, Betty and the Dilbert, like the the kid, the guy, the really smart kid, because then he turns Archie into, if I remember right, Archie into like a cyborg that kills the Predator. It was bad. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, if it's like an Elseworlds thing, I'll probably read this. I wasn't yeah. going to, but that just sounds like it could be too much fun. Yeah. So, like, I mean, because, like, the picture, it's him holding Iron Man's head. And, like, people were saying what I was seeing online. So they might have been looking at the picture. But they're saying, like, Tony gets decapitated in the first issue. So. Okay. Well, then you know I got to read at least yeah, that you're like, one. Yeah, you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my last bit of news, and I joked about this last week. I'm like, we need like a Ezra Miller news drop because they're back in the news. Um, they've been arrested again for second-degree assault. So basically, what I, the story I heard is they were at a party in Hawaii again, and they just need to leave. Kick, just leave Hawaii. You won't get in as much trouble. But they were in a, uh, at a party in Hawaii. They're like, you got to leave. They're like, no. And they, you know, very belligerent. And then they threw a chair, bonked a girl with it. And she's pressing charges on that. So, yeah. Warner Brothers has to just be like. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, you know, you know that, that they're uh, like their PR person is just like, son. <laughs> every time something else comes out it'd be really funny if they're just like okay this is what we're gonna do since there's gonna be an evil you in the movie Ezra this has all just been evil you you have to stop him he's method now. acting he's just yeah. getting into that character yeah. Ezra's like this is perfect wambly blambly because he's like <laughs> such a weirdo or they're such a weirdo yeah <laughs> well maybe next week he won't be in the news yeah let's hope so all right, and my last bit of news on this monstrous news week 
is uh, that we're getting a Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor series that starts in June. I think it's just a mini series that's by Torin Gronbeck with art by Michael Dowling. Now, before I saw the writer, I thought, nah, I don't need to read it. But I really like that Valkyrie's book that mm-hmm. that uh, Gronbeck co-wrote. So uh, that that alone will get me to at least check it out. But I'll I've got the little blurb here for it. It says when Mjolnir comes crashing through Jane Foster's apartment window, she fears the worst has happened to Thor, as Asgard's greatest enemies, including Hela, Ulic the Troll, and the Enchantress, mount an assault on the Golden Realm. Jane must find Thor and save Asgard, even if that means she must once again risk her life to become Thor herself. So there you go. I mean, she's been Valkyrie. She's like not not like she really stopped risking her life. She just had a you know she's still doing stuff. Is there was like she's like oh well now I gotta have this much more powerful weapon. Yeah, as I, I mean, risk my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see. I mean, other than for the movie, why they need to do this? She she is Valkyrie. Just yeah, just let her do her thing like she's been yeah. doing because the last series was really good. Uh, but they they also posted a picture of Peach Momoko's variant cover, and I really hope that it's not incentive because it is gorgeous. Yeah, that's going to be one you're getting for sure. Yeah. All right, and that is our news this week. So, uh, you know, we'll take our ad break, and then we'll uh, we'll be back and talk some comics. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the ad. If you want to hear me talk non-spoilery about uh, Moon Knight up to to episode four, then you can do so over on our YouTube channel. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. But now is the uh, comic review section of the episode. So Casey? Really quick, did we have any um, YouTube comments or anything this week? Maybe about a Batman voice staying in? (laughs) (laughs) We did. I'm glad that you said that um well one is you i know but we did actually uh friends edna and dan both said keep the voice so i like to think that like half of it it's like them kind of going like ah it's funny but the other half is like it makes jake mad so they're like we gotta you know keep that for it (laughs) it doesn't make me mad it's just like after a while i'm like what the hell is he even saying (laughs) That's how that, I mean, you've seen the dark Knight when he's like, Oh no, we're at hockey pads. Like <laughs> that's how everyone was feeling. <laughs> All right. Tell me what comics you read this week. All right. So I read power Rangers, number 18, Hulk, number six, Shang-Chi, number 11, the good Asian. Um, I don't know. It does It doesn't have a number on it, but it's the last one for this arc of stuff. So the good Asian. The Nice House on the Lake, um, book eight. The Flash, 781. Blue and Gold, eight of eight. Batman the Night, four of ten. And Batman Superman, World's Finest, number two. What about you, man? I read We Don't Kill Spiders, number four. Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl, number two. Nightwing, 91. Blue and Gold, eight. Batman the Night, number four. And World's Finest, number two. Man, you should be reading for the Flash, bud. Well, 
you know, after you said Flash, I was like, oh, I didn't really realize that it came out. <laughs> I gotcha. It's been a very busy week. Yeah, I, I know, buddy. But still, if it's like, that good, then I'll uh, I'll remember to read it this week. Spoiler alert: It's my pick of the week. If we did that, but it's why it's don't good, we? <laughs> and, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I think it's like we probably had that idea early on, and then we just kind of blanked on it, like we do, like we used to do. Always forget, like what we're excited about, but then we kind of right. force ourselves to remember that. <laughs> well, let's see if we can remember at the end of this to do it. Okay. I'll start with Power Rangers number 18. And this is by Ryan Parrott and Marco Renna. And I'm not going to lie. This was not very enjoyable. Okay. I mean, you just had like a lot of like, they're just kind of fighting, like fighting some ground people. And then like, like, I mean, I don't know when I see the, like the Zords and stuff, I want it to look cool. And like, they're fighting a monster. The monster looks kind of cool, but those two little block guys are what the Zord, like the the Zords are supposed to be in. Like that looks lame to me, super lame. And yeah, I mean they they find the little baby, and then like when it, they get back to their place, like ah, oh. and then uh, they also find like another guy that says he's a Power Ranger, and then like once they get back to the baby, like oh, it's now a little kid. It's like how did it age so quick? And that's how it ended. And it's like. That's not enough to keep me make me want to keep reading, guys. Come on. I need something more. <laughs> right. But yeah, so it's probably a five out of ten for me. I was really let down. It's like I'm gonna give it one more issue because I want to like it so badly. So, I yeah. feel like you have mostly. I mean, it's like when that big arc was going on, I was like, Yeah, this is awesome. And then it's like now that they're trying to start something up new, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's been been about like that right and, Fair enough. And, yeah and it's like it's like man i think maybe you might have spoiled me when you got me the uh the grid one because it's like this that's like having your first dc comic you ever read be a uh, christ on infinite earth and you're like then like you try to go read something else after that and you're just like this is what we're doing <laughs> right <laughs> you want to do another one yeah i'll do that Okay, so next up will be Hulk number six by Donnie Cates and Ryan Otley. And I'm so torn on this book because there's so like such crazy crap that happens with the Hulk, but also just like ignores everything else. And it's just like, we're doing our own stuff. And like, they kind of try to touch on that other stuff, but they don't do a good job. And then it's like, ah, Hulk, guess what? Everyone's had a Hulk. Rick's had a Hulk. Um, Thunderbolt Ross has had a Hulk. Bruce has a Hulk why doesn't the hulk have a hulk and then oh he does and he's super tough and yeah and then like it's just i don't know like i said it's such a like fun crazy cool story that i really like it and it builds up for the next issue where thor and him fight and it's gonna be awesome but it's I also really like, can't wait for that yeah but <laughs> it's then gonna also, be so though, stupid it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if you ever have this problem with like Thor or other characters you like where you're like, yeah, I know this story is a lot of fun, but you're ignoring so much of this other stuff, you know, like I like it, but it's also like as a Hulk fan, it bothers me. <laughs> I do. I mean, you know that, that Donnie's Thor run has done that to me. Yeah. So, so yeah, like that's, that's my only real hang up. I think anybody that's not like a super Hulk fan. Like I'm not even a super Hulk fan, but like anyone that's not a suit, like not like a whole, a regular Hulk fan 
read it, you're gonna love it. But so that like when I say it's like a seven point five, so chances for me, are I would love it. Yeah, you're gonna like you'd be like, dude, this is so crazy and awesome. I'd like it is, but man. It annoys me to no end, but I also love it. <laughs> so it's, like I said, very torn. And that's why I kind of wanted to, like, you know, explain it that way. That's why it's only getting a 7.5, but also I think Jake probably would have gave it a 8.5 to a 9. <laughs> also, fun fact, it was the best-selling book at Comic Headquarters this week. That's awesome. I'm glad. I Anytime a Hulk book is that, that's wonderful. <laughs> All right. So I'll do We Don't Kill Spiders, number four. I think it's the last issue, Uh, but it's by Joseph Schmalky. He does the writing and the art. Um, Yeah, there's just more Viking supernatural stuff and witches and monsters. It's pretty cool. And uh, then at the end, like the the two main characters kind of ride off into the sunset and they leave it open for potentially more because um, the black goat of the wood who has been the the main villain gets summoned by a different group uh, and she appears on this throne. So I don't know if there's going to be a volume two or not, but uh, this was cool. It's been like two or three months between issues three and four, which sucked because i was like what even happened in the first three issues yeah right um but it was still really enjoyable and for you know black caravan which is like a scout comics uh imprint really high quality stuff so uh i'll give this and the series as a whole probably an eight if you like vikings or supernatural stuff check it out right on man okay so next up it's going to be Shang-Chi by Jean Luen Yang and Marcus Toe. And I'm going to say this. I'm about to drop this book. This one just really annoyed me. This is like you were talking about them bringing in Jane Thor, you know, basically for movie synergy. And then in this one, guess who gets superpowers and some rings at the end of it? Is it Shang? It is. It's like... This is not what the character needs. He just needs this, some fun, stupid action. And yeah, so like I, these last couple issues have been pretty boring and it really feel does feel like I'm not going to, like it's more editorial problems than writing problems. Like they're trying to be like, Gene, you saw the movie, make it like the movie. You know, that's how it's like really feeling because they're doing lots of this stuff that he didn't, like it, Like if you, you read the first series that Gene did. So it's like, you know how it was and then like this one it's just like veering off much more like the movie and that's smart but i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) so uh i think the next issue is when they they reboot it or whatever yeah so i probably won't pick it up if he's like keeping the rings at the end of it he's like i like having superpowers you know or whatever and i'll be like well I don't like this book anymore. He's going to keep the rings. Yeah, I figured. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. And sadly, I'm going to be about done with Shang-Chi, I think. Uh, how many more do you have that we didn't read? Uh, three. So I'll, I'll read. I'll talk about Good Asian real yeah. quick. So, 
yeah like it's kind of funny if you guys you know want to hear some inside baseball when i got my book set up i did a book i didn't like a book i liked a book i didn't like a book i liked a book i didn't like a book i like so it's like you know it's not all just like good news and you know start off with all bad news type of thing but this is by uh porn sack pitchy and tefan key and i always feel so bad when i pronounce their names because i do it wrong every time but such a good book this is so much fun not really fun i wouldn't say unless you like you know gritty noirs and you think that's a fun time but no it's really cool and it's this was the last issue of this but then like it ends with you know edison hark will return so that's awesome i really like it i think if you're a fan of you know noir stories are gonna very much enjoy this i'm gonna give it a probably 8.5 out of 10 the only real downside that i had is like since this is a detective story it's gonna be better collected because it's like i say every time i talk about it, it's like boy this one character that you talked about one time in the first issue and now you're bringing him back up in issue three that's been months ago and like hundreds of comics since then yeah like I I know that there's a volume one out, but I've been waiting for them to do just like the whole thing. Yeah. And then I absolutely plan on picking it up. And you're I really do think you're gonna love it. Like it's awesome. And so yeah, and like the series as a whole, I'm gonna say probably eight point five to nine for now until I read them all again. And it'll probably be nine point five ten because <laughs> it's it is very, very good. The art in it's great and it's just it's like a great time. Good. Okay, next for me is Trial of the Amazons Wonder Girl 2. Now, I got the Babs Tar variant because just would you just look at this? That's awesome. Absolutely stunning. Um, but anyway, so this was. Oh, why didn't I have the, the credits pulled up? We always do this, Casey. I mean, it's it's becoming more and more you. Yeah. I, <laughs> look, I don't need this from you. Anyway, uh, it's written by Joelle Jones and then Jones and Adriana Mello on the art. So it's Cassie telling everyone who she is accusing of murdering old Hippolyta. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm always going to say it now because of you. I'm glad. I mean, I it started because of Tony and now it's it's, you know, hopeless gone to all of our listeners too. <laughs> uh did did you have it spoiled who no. murdered her? No. It was Artemis. Oh, no. How come? We don't know. Oh, okay. Um Artemis admits to it and then she's like I you know, she's Cassie said the poison is a coward's tool, but it might also be seen as a mercy. And your love for Hippolyta is as clear as your guilt in murdering her. And Artemis is like, yeah, I did it. Um, but uh, what'd she say? My motives for doing so are simply that, mine alone. But I know that they're going to be doing like a couple issues around Artemis. It's called like Get Artemis or something like that. So I assume that we'll learn why and all of that. Um, but anyway, then 
uh, Nubia calls for her arrest and then one of the palaces starts to crumble and gets destroyed and up from underneath the mascara rises doom's doorway and this will all be concluded in uh the trial of the amazons number two so we'll see what happens it was cool i mean you know how joelle jones's art is and she can write just as well as she can draw so Mm -hmm. i liked it quite a bit Uh, i'll give it an 8.5 Right on. How do you how are you liking that whole arc so far? It's all right. Like the the first Wonder Girl one was just pointless, but this one actually had some, um, yeah. you know, meat to it, if you will. So you. it was a lot better. Right on, man. Okay, so next up, it's the Nice House on the Lake, book eight, and this is by uh, James Tynan the fourth and. Alvaro Martinez Bueno on the art with Jordi Belair doing colors. And I'm not going to lie. This book has lost me. Like if anyone's reading it right now and they want to tell me like why, if they're still like super into it, but I don't know. I think it's kind of jumped the shark when they brought in, uh, brought the one dude in like to live with them, Walter. And they're trying to figure stuff out. Like it's kind of just lost, really lost my interest. Like it was really cool at first they kind of slowed down and they got really cool again. Now I'm just like, Phew. I don't think I'm going to pick up the next issue. Sorry, comic headquarters. <laughs> and this week, Casey's just slashing his pull list. I know. Well, I mean, in all fairness, next week, it's going to be huge. So <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is like, but yeah, the art in it is still fantastic. That's like the one thing you can't really say about this. I mean, it's like, it's kind of the type of thing where you can be like, oh, it's not really for me, but it still looks great. Like it just, and I really like the art, but the story itself is just, like I said, it's lost me. So I'm, I'm going to give it a very low 4.5 out of 10. And then last of the books that I read by myself, it's the flash, bring your kid flash to work day by jeremy adams with um we're uh fernando passarin on the pencils and so this is like first off i'm just gonna say jeremy adams he needs to do a whole flash family book where he just gets all of them have like him and williamson team up on it that's like my dream book right there like put that in the round robin i'd make fake accounts to vote for it well, did they used to do Batman Family and Superman Family back in the day? Yeah, no, they used to do Flash Family. There's enough. There's too many speedsters, not you know, not to. And there's a little cameo from uh your your town in this issue. Oh, bless you. Thanks. What town? Ta- oh, nice. Yeah. He just runs over the arch. Yep. I mean, the idiot. It's a gateway. You don't run over it. But um, <laughs> you run through it. <laughs> but the you know, he's like, there's something really important, and then, you know, so it's like it's an emergency, and it turns out it was just to get ice cream at this place that's closing, and so then someone calls him like when he goes outside, like "Hola, Flush Man," because it's they're in Argentina, and then they're like, <laughs> "Kid Flash is like, did he just call you Flush Man?" And he's like, "It's a whole thing." And there's an asterisk, and then he goes, uh, "Internet search Flush Man, Argentina." thank me later and so basically they're like that's the flash's name in argentina due to copyright laws (laughs) so 
they just kept that in the thing. It's like, I mean, that's in real, like, cause when the DC comics were going to release, they like this person that was named flash or whatever in Argentina was going to sue them over it. <laughs> and so, that is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And then like in this, it's kind of like Wallace talking to Wally about when, um, Wally, like, first became kid flash and he like they would him and flash would always go out on tri- you know trips together and then they'd be like okay time for bed you know and while he would go and then he started after after that he would just go out on his own and save people and he just kept doing that every night until one night there was a volcano going off and he started rescuing people and then barry was already there and so then they just kind of saw each other and they just you know saved it and then just brought them closer together and then so he was telling uh wallace he's like and i'm gonna show you the route that i go on every night because i have two kids linda's got some stuff going on because they still haven't really touched on linda having you know the speed powers yet and he's like and i have a job also so it's like i need as much help as i can get and so wallace agrees and he kind of shows them everything and like there's a bunch of little things that pop up i'm not gonna spoil all the stuff that they do but it, it's a great time. And I just, I really liked it. It was such a good story. It's a filler story. It really feels like, but it's like a really good one. You know, it's like, there's those filler ones that you're just like, oh, I just loved it. And that's how I felt about this. It's a 10 out of 10. And like I said, pick of the week. The art in it is great. And Adams is just, cr- you know, crushing it. And well, now I have to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Books with Wally West in it. We've got Nightwing number 91. And this is written by old Tommy Taylor. And uh, the art is done by um, Geraldo Borge. Is that a a fill-in artist? Yeah. Okay, is it just as much, you know, it's just as good or? It's very good. Very, very good. Let me show you a cool... Like, here's the opening panel of Nightwing and Flash. Oh, dude, that's nice. Yeah. So, the art's good. Um, you know, last issue ended with KG Beast, so um, they fight him and, and take him down, and Wally's like, you know, I'll never forgive you for shooting my friend. I'm going to be watching you for the rest of your life to make sure that you keep in line uh i guess trying to scare him into not being kg beast we'll see if it works kg beast is like in russia kg beast watch you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so uh any oozle they go to like this super assassin that like this organization that uh, like, if you really want someone dead, then these assassins never fail. You know how it is. Yeah. And um, they fight this lady who looks pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, so they work to try and take her down and then basically they get inside and uh, get into their system. And then Nightwing is like, I want to use the system of uh assassins to i don't know stop them i guess 
to like, you know, give them jobs to see how many take the bait. Basically, I'm doing a very poor job of explaining this. And I'm yeah. sorry. But anyway, he basically sends them all out to various heroes. So then like uh, John, Jonathan Kent, Superman is there. They, they show uh, some of the Titans and others like capturing all these assassins. So he basically just baited them all into turning themselves in which which is cool i guess it know? is it just it's like how funny it would have been if it would have backfired and it's like all the superheroes are now dead Dude, i know like, right? they were really good assassins <laughs> <laughs> wally's like boy they weren't kidding huh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway the issue ends <clears throat> spoiler alert with lady shiva showing up in bloodhaven to blockbuster and uh blockbuster's like are you here for the dick grayson job and she said no this is a courtesy um all these good assassins are in custody now and if you want to kill grayson you're gonna have to do it yourself and then she leaves so i guess now we'll finally start to see some good old blockbuster v nightwing fights like we used to back in the 90s and early 2000s so um you know this this was probably the best issue of nightwing in a while as far as tom taylor's stuff but it's just because it was like part of this mini flash crossover you know what i mean not part of the bigger story so i will give it a generous seven out of ten um and again the the guest artist carries quite a bit i will say though the part with shiva is that's pretty on point for like the shiva i like you know not like the uh, Red Robin Shiva that got poisoned by chocolate and then Tim Drake beat, you know? Right. <laughs> I feel you. I love that series, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, that, like, that, that series was good because I read your stuff that you would let me borrow, but it also had some real cringe moments like that. And then also like, <laughs> I'm Tim Wayne, oh, you know? I know. But. We used to we used to make fun of that line all the time. We still do, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what order do you want to go in, dude? Uh, just to break up Batman, let's do the Night Blue and Gold and World's Finest because I, right. I hope that you liked World's Finest, dude. All three of these are pretty dang good. Okay, so. good, good deals. Same. Here. It's just it's just Flash was better, <laughs> right? I feel you. <laughs> Okay, so I'll start with Batman the Knight, and this is by old Chip Zdarsky, and then I'm going to pull a Jake on this one and not know where the artist is. They're probably on the last page. I like the art in this, though. Um, It's by Carmine de Giandomenico. How'd that sound? (laughs) As, As good as it always does. Yeah, can you put a little bit of, you know... You know some some heat on it and give it to us good not really i assume it's dg on domenico but okay. i don't know <laughs> that still sound better than me uh what do you think of this issue though man um i mean i i kind of liked it i i think the series is fine he you know it's one of those he makes a friend and uh i i don't think this friend is gonna stick around very long you know but part of me thinks the friend is gonna be old uh ghost maker or whatever 
I had that thought too. I did have that thought. Um, but you know, this is like this is like Iron Fist or something where I really like the dojo years in Kunlun. So it kind of reminded me of that and and so I liked it. My main thing that annoys me with this is like I thought we were gonna be getting more uh Descartes or whatever the dude's name is. And I was like prepped for that. And I'm like, oh, he just said, see ya. You know, like we got like it's like all the all the cool stuff. Like he did a little bit of stuff last issue, and then now it's just kind of like him going like, "Oh yeah, that all happened in at you know in issue three point five. Right. That's why you didn't see it. Well, and I I think that he'll be back at some point. He's just too big of a character, especially for this book, to not come back. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. The fight scenes are pretty cool, and like the stuff with the sensei guy is pretty neat too and all of that do you think the uh, assassin people he's training are you know racist guys yeah i do i do i definitely had that thought and also i got the uh the ricardo federici variant and it's awesome dude that is rad nice so where you at with this one man oh probably like a seven five yeah, that's actually what I was feeling too. It's like there's not really much to complain about. It's just nothing that I'm really going to rave about, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, which brings us to Blue and Gold, number eight of eight by Dan Jurgens and Ryan Sook. And, you know, we were talking about how issue six or whatever could have been the ending, but. I actually really like this one, and I thought this was a cool ending too. Yeah, no, it was a great ending. It it felt a little rushed. That's mm-hmm. kind of the main thing with this book, and we kind of talked about how we thought it was going to, but it's all in all pretty neat. The black beetle, you know, reveal is cool, and the the last bit, how they get their money, is such a cop out and so great at the same time. Like it's something that yeah, because like I'm, I'll I'll spoil it, Batman does have a, just a big old soft spot for blue, you know, or uh, for booster. So, you knew he, you know, you know, he's going to help him out no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And also that whole scene could have happened in justice league international. Like that's yeah. how like much it reminded me of that. And I love that. I mean, okay, how many comics do you get blue beetle writing a dang triceratops? Right, where it's not just hokey to be hokey. It's like no. good hokey. Yeah, it's awesome. No, I was like, this is this is just a a great, great time. And it's like the only real problem with it is it's just like rush. And that's the problem with the series. It's just kind of like the way they did things. It's like we spent six issues on these aliens, and it turns out that wasn't important to the main story. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Also, I do really like that this series gave ted like his own skeets i think that's pretty cool yeah i agree and it said at the end definitely not the end so we might be getting the volume two dude i would love that yeah also the the cover's hilarious yeah no all all the the fake reviews yeah and like and this Mm. one was probably one of the best issues yet because we got the least amount of those like little text guys popping up yeah talking yeah i agree Um, 
that's like the that's the like one of the main downsides for this series too so i'm glad they kind of this last issue that kind of went away from that yeah um but yeah so i'm at like a nine on this issue i'm at about an 8.5 and probably 8.5 for the whole series what about you um i'd say eight overall for the series because there was like one or two there in the middle that were really yeah. dragging but uh but it's such a good booster and beetle book for sure it really is okay so last up is batman superman world's finest and this is by mark wade and dan mora on the art and the art is just wonderful (laughs) what did you think of this book though man i want dan mora to draw the doom patrol forever (laughs) right and here like not to keep flexing my variants casey but tim sale tim sale did the variant and uh so it's like tim sale cover dan mora art mark wade writing it like this book is awesome yeah the only downside of this book is it's like it's so out of continuity that's like my only real complaint with this book because i you know as a comic book nerd continuity is very important but and but you know for a fact that the part when like they're fighting felix and Superman can whistle at the right tune to knock Felix out. Like that's some like stupid stuff that probably happened early Silver Age, late Golden Age that Mark read one time and it's only happened one time. And then he's like, I'm going to use this in my (laughs) world's finest book. Right. No, I totally (laughs) agree with that. Um, Also, I think the way Dan drew that bad guy, the devil Nezha was awesome. Like, yeah, and like that what a dude's sick villain. Whole backstory was wild too and awesome. And did you then, catch the the Dragon Ball reference? Uh, I don't know. So this guy, Goku. Oh shoot! He's that's got funny. the he's got the gi. He's got the stick. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch that, but. What do you think of the uh, Supergirl and Dick Grayson stuff? <laughs> it's goofy, but that you know that's Mark keeping yeah. the book light, so it, it was fine. It's pretty funny. Like I really want to know more. What's why they don't like each other? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's got to come up, right? Like, there's yeah. no way that they spent this much time on it for nothing. But, uh, but no, I, I think this is just such a fun book and it really is really this is what i want for a batman and superman title so yeah i mean that's that's the same thing as like why this one's good and why the gene lewin yang one was good i think the gene lewin yang one was better with how they did the you know out of continuity stuff because it was like when batman and superman showed up it was still like oh yeah this is current events but then like all the crap that was happening was clearly an alternate you know realities and that worked a little better than how he's doing it here, where it's just like, yeah, it's alternate reality, or not, you know, it's in the past, whatever, you know. Right. So this yeah. is just the story I want to tell, and I'm Mark Wade, so I get to do what I want, type of thing, you know. Which, fair enough, you are Mark <laughs> Wade. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this one was actually my pick of the week, and I will give it a ten because there really wasn't anything that I could dog it on. Yeah, I'm probably at a nine five. I liked it, but it's still. Like I said, I'm I'm a curmudgeon when it comes to the old continuity. Yeah. 
But what are you excited for this next week, this gigantic week? Dude, it's tough to pick, but uh, I'm going to go with Action Comics. I'm going to go Thor. And then, gosh, it's got to be... I'm going to lump Robin and Deathstroke together because it's all Shadow War stuff, and I've been digging that. So. Yeah. So you you kind of took some of mine, but I will go with Godzilla Rivals versus King Ghidorah. Like that book, according to the internet, should have been out like months ago. So this is going to be pretty exciting. And then Godzilla versus Mighty Morph Power Rangers, because <laughs> no duh. And then I'm going to say Justice League, because we're going to have to read that. So that's true. It's me a good time. Also, I specifically left off Silk and Saga because I thought you were going to pick those two. Oh, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> Saga for sure is on the list, but, like, <clears throat> you knew Godzilla. The two Godzillas were going to take precedent yeah. over Silk. No offense to Silk. <laughs> Lots of good stuff coming out this yeah. week. Okay, so I took the liberty of coming up with the Fantastic Four this week. So, Casey, give me four characters that are either underused or haven't been used in a really long time that you wish were more prominent today. Do teams count? <laughs> then I know you're going to pick. I'll say, yeah, why not? Okay, so Alpha Flight, if teams count. If not, I would say Puck, but, like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, I love Puck, but he is, like, us, uh, you know, the type of character, like, he is the uh, supporting character, the best supporting character, and I would probably say Vindicator, or I mean Guardian, because there's so much they could they could do with him, you know, like have him actually be trying to help Heather. Then something happens at the facility that Heather is being held at, and whatever, and they have to get save their kid, and they team up, and Puck's there being the best, you know. But you know, just do like an easy six issues that way. That'd be awesome. And then I'm gonna go with Batman, pretty underutilized. Doesn't you know they don't use him near enough. um no i think frankenstein um that was like it was so weird like grant morrison brought frankenstein's monster and you know made him into a character in dc i don't think they were ever used prior to that i don't know but then new 52 happened or like flashpoint happened and they're like yeah frankenstein and then like uh, at, right after that, New 52 is like, yeah, he's getting his own book. And then it's just like, oh, well, bye, Frankenstein. <laughs> Did you like that Agents of Shade book? Yeah, dude, it's so... The art, like, towards the end, the main reason why I stopped reading it is because, like, I didn't like the art and whatnot. But, like, dude, it is so crazy. It's just like... Remind me who wrote that. Jeff Lemire. Okay. But it's like you get Frankenstein with a big sword and guns and stuff, killing stuff. It It's cool. And then uh, Animal Man, Buddy Baker. I love me some Buddy Baker. And I'm going to try to go with a Marvel character really quick. Uh, trying to think. Hercules, like a good Hercules. You know, have him back on the sauce. Yeah. You know, have, him, have him just be like, oh, I can drink. I'm a god. <laughs> <laughs> That's issue one right there, the last yeah. page. It's just like, he's like, duh. <laughs> right. Have, have Thor with them. Thor's like, dude, you do know what affects the mortals don't affect us, right? <laughs> he's like, holy crap, you're right. 
What was Dan Adnett thinking? <laughs> All what right. about you, buddy? So this the source one's going to be like mega obscure because I don't think most people know who Bloodwind is. Do you know who Bloodwind is? No, I probably maybe if I saw a picture, but you would. Uh, but he was on the Justice League for a little bit. Uh, I think Dan Jurgens created him, but he's a necromancer. But he's a hero, like on the Justice League, and he uses the blood gem. Crazy awesome concept. Really wish that that would come back. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, but literally all four of minor DC characters. So yeah. uh, two is Plastic Man. I know we had a miniseries not that long ago, but it's not enough. And honestly, um, that miniseries was kind of a jumbled mess. Yeah, I know. I was so stoked for it when it came out. And it was Gail Simone. Yeah, but, and uh, she does the funny stuff really well. But like the story was just... I don't know. There's like it was just jumping everywhere, and it was just oof, it wasn't my yeah. my cup of tea. Um, I'm going to say Sandman, not the Neil Gaiman one, uh, Wesley Dodds, because they, you know, with stuff like Good Asian and and other like uh, what's it, like the Brubaker stuff. Uh, it's like there's room for a cool Sandman noir story again. Now I have a question though. Um, who was the second Sandman? Because there was a robot, there's Sandman, Wesley Dodds, and there was robot Sandman, but then there was that younger Sandman that wore like didn't wear the whole trench coat. He just wore kind of like a like almost like it's a sweatshirt with the with the you know the gun and he had yeah. the mask and stuff. He looked cool. He was in he was in JSA. Yeah. Um, was he like man, who what was his name? Because that would be neat if they if they did a uh you know new Sandman where like Wesley Dodds was handing it off to him type of thing it was a terrible name sandy hawkins oof that's rough sanderson but they he went by sandy yeah like you shouldn't (laughs) i know right but he was uh he was the nephew of wesley's wife diane okay um and he didn't have the gun the the smoke or the gas came out of his like gauntlets which was okay um but yeah I'd be fine with that too. And then um, <clears throat> the biggest one, I was on such a kick for this character this week, even though I didn't read anything. Dr. Midnight. I, okay. Casey knows I love Dr. Midnight. Uh, Matt Wagner did a great story with him. He's so like unique and cool. Like why not have a cool kind of crime noir slash medical themed miniseries with him in it? where he you know is uh is working with like supernatural stuff or does an autopsy that reveals some weird funky stuff and he's got to figure it out yeah like do like a csi almost Mm because he you know but with superhero stuff yeah barry's there uh you know probably mr terrific's there too because he likes that sort of stuff uh yeah i J, you know justice league csi would be awesome uh so yeah there's my four right on man all right well that's the end of the episode folks so thanks for tuning in this week uh if you would please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast give the page a like you can also follow us on twitter at two underscore worlds underscore pc and on instagram at two worlds pod
You can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go to our YouTube channel. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube and subscribe. And maybe this week, let us know which characters you think need to be around more. Yeah, yeah, still my part where I always say what they should say on the, you know, in the comment section on YouTube. Look, I stole the Fantastic Four. I've I had to steal that too. Fair enough. But hey, we'd love to say in chat, but Jake just pooped in my bed again. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>